Good morning. KSL News Time is 5 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. Take in this nice weather now. We've got rain and snow coming in just a matter of hours. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details. Adam? Amanda, in the drive home from work, you're not going to have much to worry about, just clouds in the sky. But according to our meteorologists in the KSL Weather Center, could see a little bit of scattered rain and mountain snow around 4 or 5 o'clock. But around 8 or 9, that valley rain, mountain snow really starts to set in. But overnight, the valley rain is also going to turn over to snow. The National Weather Service has issued a winter weather advisory until 5 o'clock tomorrow. Predominantly for the northern Wasatch Front, they're predicting 1 to 4 inches of snow with wind gusts as high as 45 miles an hour. And in terms of this nice weather, enjoy one more day of highs in the upper 50s by tomorrow. With this with this storm, we're going to be dropping down to the upper 30s. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. The Utah Avalanche Center opened a new training park just off of I-80 near Park City to make sure that people heading out into the snow know how to use life-saving gear. Avalanche Center Education Specialist Joey Manship talks about how beacon training works. When you probe into the snow, which is what you would use to locate someone buried underneath the snow, it'll do a loud beeping sound. The light will flash here so that you know that you've done it. He says everyone who skis in the backcountry should practice using their equipment. A bill that originally would have raised the cold blue temperature to allow more people into shelters on cold nights looks ready to pass, but it's gone through some major changes. KS on its radio's Peter Johnston has more. Peter? Amanda, homeless advocates have said for at least a year that Utah's current threshold to open emergency beds is just too cold to help save people from losing their fingers and their feet. The code blue standard right now is 15 degrees. We like to stick to 25 degrees. That's Carl Moore from the Second and Second Coalition speaking to KSL TV back in January. Now, like you said, there was a bill on the table that would have raised the threshold to 18 degrees, so three degrees higher. But it's now in its fourth substitute version, and all that's left in the bill is a requirement for cities to clearly set up their own plans for what will happen during a Code Blue event. It now awaits a vote in the Senate and looks ready to pass. Reporting live, Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. Covering Utah's economy, do tech workers enjoy their jobs? A new survey says not so much. Tech sector workers are the unhappiest, according to a survey by Bamboo HR based in Utah County. CEO Brad Brencher says happiness by tech workers has been sliding since the pandemic and that the turbulent times in technology and reports of layoffs lead to a growing uncertainty by workers. He says the trend can be turned around by giving employees a shared purpose. That's really what I think employees want is to be enlisted um, in um, in a purpose that matters. Rencher says tech companies may have suffered by growing too quickly. On the flip side, the travel and construction industries posted high job satisfaction numbers. Tammy Kikuchi, KSL News Radio. More employers are doing away with work from home options, and it's making some employees resentful. KSL News Radio's Dale Spaulding has more. A leadership study from BetterUp says workers would rather take a pay cut, a little more than 13% of their annual salary, to work from home. But it all hits a little bit harder when these workers spend an average of $561 to work from the office each year. And remember, that's just the average. That same survey says workers preferred to avoid expenses related to the commute, but also reports that workers claimed to multitask better from home. Workers also mentioned childcare costs and a lack of proximity to the office as big factors for their frustrations. Dale Spaulding, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. Former President Trump easily won the South Carolina GOP primary, but Nikki Haley says she's not done yet. 
ABC political director Rick Klein says it's been an uphill battle for Haley. Realistically speaking, I don't see how this campaign continues beyond Super Tuesday. Even if she were to somehow surprise in some places, she is not in a position where you can say, well, if this happens and that happens, she's on a path to be the Republican nominee. It really is an embarrassing showing for her. She hoped that this would put momentum into her campaign, uh, allow her to, to show that she is on the march and that voters want to buy what she's selling. But right now, there's just no evidence of that when it's actually put to the question of Republican primary voters. The Michigan primary takes place tomorrow. First look traffic now on a Monday morning, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Well, so far, so good. The freeway's all clear. Road conditions are uh, pretty uh, dry this morning, and traffic is light. We do have uh, uh, an issue uh, vehicle sitting on the right shoulder on North 15, just after 53rd South. Uh, we've got uh, some debris reported on South 15 in Woods Cross, and then a uh, possible crash uh, we heard on the scanners down in Provo, uh, but haven't seen it yet on the cameras. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The number of people behind bars is on its way up nationally and here in Utah. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson explains. New data from the Department of Justice shows U.S. prison populations increased about 2% in 2022. Glenn Mills from Utah's Department of Corrections says it went up even more than that here. We saw a 6.4% increase in 2023, which equates to approximately 390 inmate increase. Mills blames the increase on a growing population. About 6,400 of their 7,000 spots in the state's prisons and jails have been filled at this point, leaving officials to wonder what to do in the future if these increases continue. Heather Peterson, KSL News Radio. A Girl Scout troop got booted from a Texas mall, and some were saying it was because of a crumble cookie store inside. The process is typically troop leaders reach out to to various storefronts within the community and ask if they want to be a location to um, sell cookies. And so we were unaware of some of the dates and times associated with our locations here. Jennifer Simmons is part of the mall management and says this was all just a big misunderstanding and the Girl Scout troop has since been allowed back. The manager of the Crumble store there says they didn't ask for the Girl Scouts to leave and they don't see them as competition. The pet product market is booming right now and dog coats are a top seller. KSL News Radio's Michael Commit is live with those details. Michael. Tim, you've probably seen doggy coats during the wintertime, but what you may not know is that these accessories are part of a booming multi-billion dollar industry. Now, this is playing into pet spending overall. As of 2023, people have spent up to $148 billion on their pets. Now, there isn't a specific number on how much of that is contributed to dog coats, but put it to you like this. Gucci and Prada are selling coats sporting a tag of $1,000 for your dog. Now, of course, before you sink a few paychecks into a dog coat, make sure the breed actually needs it. Reporting live, Michael Commit, KSL News Radio. Paris Hilton, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Molly's Molly not, no not going to be getting a new coat anytime no. soon. Uh, Sissy doesn't need one either. She actually goes and lays in the snow in oh, the middle wow. of winter. Wow. She loves it. That's funny. Yeah, so uh, there won't be any coats purchased in our house either.